What up, though? This is Pop Culture 223, a podcast where we talk about firearms, the Second Amendment, gear, and the culture. Get it popping with us on this journey. Let's go. What up, though, everybody? We back with the Pop Culture 223 Podcast. I got my homeboy on the ones and twos again, the bear. What up, though? He in here, and I got a special guest here. I'm going to let him introduce himself. He's here to critique my game Uh-oh. and Uh-oh. speak some game, <laughs> and we're going to be kicking it. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. He go by the name Randy Wimberly from Channel 2. I get that right? You got it right. You All right, go right. ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, Randy Wimberly, man, um, native... Detroiter, Southfielder, more likely. That's what's up. Reporter at uh, Reporter Filling Anchor at Channel 2, Fox 2 News. And so, yeah, man, thank you for having me, bro. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I'm um, hey, showing hey, love. Hey, real quick, too, man. I'm sorry about the claps, man. I don't know what's going on. They've been a little little iffy today. I don't know. But, you know, we're going to make the good. mess of it, though. So I, I got to talk to the producer about this. He supposed to have had that changed up. We're going to get them fixed, man. We're going to get them fixed. We in a different lab today, too. Yes, we had sir. we had the luxury. Now we're in the yeah. one-bedroom suite. We're in the dungeon. This the permanent home, though. This is This is dedicated us. You know what I'm saying? So, look, we got to get into it real quick. So, what's popping in the culture? So, you know, I was looking up some stuff today. I want to give a shout-out to uh, New Era Detroit, man. You see, they was trending on, on all Instagram, Facebook. Everybody was sending me stuff like, man, who is these guys? Who is these guys? Zeke and New Era Detroit, man, was in, in the city keeping the community safe, right? They was around pumping gas, keeping um, women and, and women with children. Yes, Everybody's going to, you know, neighborhood liquor stores mm-hmm. and just in the hood, just keeping the hood safe. And in my opinion, that was a, that was a great thing because that's one, that's two A at its finest, right? They CPL mm-hmm. holders, they're doing illegal. Yeah. Yeah. They out there just showing support for the hood, right? So the you know they love the community. Like I said, I want to give a shout out to uh, Zeke and New York Detroit for doing that. Big shout out to Zeke, man. That's my guy, man. Shout out to New Era Detroit, New Era Nation. It's amazing what he did with that organization, man. And um, they got what more than a dozen chapters or something around the country. I think hey. they even got something in Nigeria. Hey, really? they they out here. Yeah, really, they, they, they're doing <laughs> they it, bro. They are doing it, man. I I got a lot of respect and admiration for Zeke for his wife Kiera, man, and just everything that they're doing, man. Just uh, big ups to New Era, man. And also too, man, it's uh, it's Black History Month. Yes, Get it that is. In there. Oh, they got that clap again. <laughs> there we go. Hey, that's a clean clap hey, no, right that's there. That's a clean one right there. That was See, a there clean we go. clap. We go. You know, and, and then going with that, uh, it's Black History Month. My, my aunt yeah. put me on some game, man. It's also um, Women's Heart Awareness Month, right? Mm. So all the women posted okay. red today for Heart Awareness Month, you know, trying to keep their, you know, keep up with their health, man, and mm-hmm. especially with that. So it's, like I said, it's... it's I guess all the women supposed to wear red to represent the month of um, uh, Heart Awareness Month, man. That's so dope. my aunt put me That's up on dope. that. I want That's to talk about up. that. And I also got uh, something else to say. What you got to say, man? LeBron James, 36 points. He got he 36 more green. points. Title, man. That's amazing. The green title. Dre, what you got to say, bro? I'm listening. I'm listening. <sighs> hey, man, he about to break the record. There's four people up there. Ain't nobody else going to do it either. It's Kareem, LeBron, and there's two more. Carmelo uh, and um, Jordan. 
No, no. Jordan, Jordan, I think it's, it's somebody Kobe. after Carl Malone, right? Kobe. Yeah, I think it's Kobe. Kobe, it is. Kobe. Is it Kobe? Okay. Kobe. Okay. Kobe. So what do wow. you think about that, Dre? You, you know, I respect LeBron. Uh-huh. I got love for LeBron. Hey, 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 that that's when you come up with that big contrast. That butt is coming. <laughs> it is coming. It is coming. You know, it's uh my only thing with the LeBron thing is this. Like I respect everything you done. I'm a true Pistons fan, so yeah, I have a mentality of whatever. You know, I said I ain't got over that 27 straight points because Tay shot right. Rasheed and knock him out the sky. But right. you know, I get over it probably when I'm dead. <laughs> but I, I just think my thing is I'm just tired of the every day, all day. That's all they could talk about, and I wish he just get it over with because I'm tired of hearing him talking about it. Man, listen, I was tired of hearing about that. I was tired of hearing about the the, the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I just Man, they yeah. just bombard you. What did Aaron Rodgers do? What did Aaron Rodgers do? Oh, just, just everything. Just everything. What is he going to do? What is this? What, what is this? extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, man. Okay. I, think I got tired of hearing about that crap. But that's what's going on in, in the culture today, man. So we're going to get into it. Uh, I met Randy. Oh, man, I don't even know where I met you at. Man, um, you know what? It was at... Uh, Long as it wasn't prison. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I have never been arrested before, man. I, I am straight and narrow, bro. I'm, yeah, not arrested straight in the, 20, in the 20, 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it, it was a black-owned liquor store over on the east side. Wait, I forgot the name wait, of it. Wait, time it out. Was a, uh, time out. Hold on, Randy. I was just about to say, I didn't want to say, but I was going to be funny and say, but y'all probably met at the liquor store with a pint of, pint of yak in his hand or something. <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally came hey. out and said, he was at a liquor store on the east side. <laughs> Hey, looking like Shannon Sharp with the black and mild in the hand. Black and mild in the henny. There you Come go. On. That's when I met you. That's what it was, right? <laughs> it was a story, in fact. Um, I think we had a situation where. Uh, Is that the liquor store? I think something happened at that liquor store. They were doing uh, neighborhood awareness, and the liquor store that I came to, they were like putting their sign-ups, and this this liquor store Safe Zone Safe Detroit. Zone, Safe, Safe Zone, Zone Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Once again, New Era Detroit. Yep. Now, 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 was that pre-Greenlight uh, Project? No, that, that was during the Greenlight era. Okay. That's very much during uh, the Greenlight era, because that started, okay. I want to say Project Greenlight, what, 2018? Something like and that. And this may yeah. have been about 2020 or 20, now, maybe 2021. Maybe 2021 this happened. Right. Uh, when I okay. met you over there for that story. And during that story, you were also uh, pubbing the book, because there had been a, a rash of, Kids getting a hold of unsecured firearms and shooting themselves or somebody else. Yep, he Erica's was big day. Out, yeah, Erica's about big day. Erica's project. Big day. And I'm yes. shout out to Zeke. He put me. He he threw me right in the fire. I was just going up there to show support, kick it with him. He mm-hmm. was like, "No, come on here, you know, show the yes. book." And, and Randy, you know, he he interviewed me with the book. So I was like, just so surprised that just this, this the amount of love I got for it at that mm, time. That's you know yeah. what I mean? So it, yeah. it was that was the first time. And then we kept in contact. He a brother that, you know, they get out there and like to do that chitty chitty bang bang. So we went out to the range and we yeah. trained. Oh, so you like you like to you like to get down a little man? Yeah, man. It, okay. it's uh okay. yeah, yeah. He had an O light on a Glock. <laughs> Don't do me like that. There you go. Ain't no wrong with he that. He had the Glock. We all gotta start no somewhere. The O light. We all gotta start somewhere. Lights are okay. They're okay. They they not not know. not according to Kevin Jordan, man. They're okay. <laughs> they're okay. I mean, they not you know. But you know, he he's a gun snob though. You know that that's Mr. yes, he is. That, that's just that's Mr. Staccato right there. That's one of Mr. Staccato. Yeah, guys. I'm not in that tax bracket yet. I'm not in that tax bracket, my brother. Hey, I'm not in that tax bracket either, man. Me neither, brother. Me neither. Hey, man. You know, back in the day, we had peer pressures from the homies in the hood, but we still got peer pressure from the homies in the hood. Right, you know, right, you right. ride there with these homies, they got right. staccatos, they got this, and you oh, just man. gotta get it. Yeah. That's like, you bought something just because what? 
Would you buy something? You bought something, Randy, just because what? No, never. Just because it was fly. I, man, listen, Somebody I have a wife and four kids, man. Do you really? That's yeah. what's up, man. Well, no, yeah. the, the four kids, of course, not, not with the wife, but the four <laughs> sure, kids. right, right, right. Congratulations, bro. man. So I have to be incredibly disciplined while mm. uh, trying to, you know, getting more into the uh, uh, gear and everything else. And so I'm an eBay Raider, man. Mm. Listen, I'm an eBay man. Raider. <laughs> Listen, bro, I got that bag downstairs full of crap. I didn't dump out and be looking through like I can't use this no more. I can't use that. Wow. The moment you buy a new light and throw it on that joker, you gotta buy a new damn holster. I'm right. just like, man, right. I'm so yeah. tired of this. Yeah. But you know, I got in my safe zone, my cool zone with my MMPs, man. And like the MMP 2.0 and the one that's kind of like one holster I got from T-Rex Arms. Mm-hmm. It fit like the compact and the 2.0. You know here. what I'm saying? I can just yeah. throw the TRLR7 on there and I'm rolling. I ain't gotta worry about no more holsters. So I kind of got in my safe zone. Um, with that, uh, you know, in that aspect. But, you know, you get out there, you, people just buy stuff just because they see it on Instagram. They uh, think it's cool. They yeah. think it's rocking. You get a lot of people that don't really, you know, do their uh, due diligence of research and see what's, you know, how it works. Does it, you know, really work this way instead of just, or they see it and they think that that's what's happening, so to speak, so they grow with it. And, you know, right. And, right. And that's another reason about the podcast, Pop Culture 2 to 3 podcast, and we talk about gear. Like, I... It's a lot of stuff that I seen and witnessed and ran, and I had a lot of good people around me to say, look, don't run this, run that. Don't buy this, buy that, right? As far as belts, holsters, gear. So mm-hmm. I didn't really go down that that tunnel of I'm just going to buy this to, just to check it out. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I got a wife, two kids, son right. play baseball, daughter want to do everything, right. you know what I'm saying, travel. Yeah. So you right. that budget of gun, Trust that me. gun budget is real small. Trust me, man. So, you, you know what I'm saying? It. I understand. Yeah, you say yours is baseball, mine's a golfer, so I trust me. I, oh, wow. I understand, wow. man. That's, in a minute, I'm just going to walk around in some boxer shorts with my staccato tape right. to my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, look, hey, I got a staccato. I'm in my boxer shirt. That's all I can afford. But, um, For real. And you know what I'm saying? And then going back to that that idea of being a parent and what we do, we carry. Yeah. Um, do you go over with your kids in the house, the, let's say the household, a game plan or something pop off? Okay, that is something I need to, uh, to do a bit more of. What I've been doing lately the past several years is just schooling my kids in particular, my wife as well, but she's, she knows a bit. But my kids in particular just rules of safe and responsible firearms handling, mm-hmm. what to do, and, and your book was extremely helpful in this, what to do, come on, right? Get that, yes. Eric is big day. Go cop that. You trying Eric to help hold me on them claps. No, I wasn't trying to, I was waiting until the brother got what he got out of <laughs> oh, the I'm sorry, I got, I got excited, I'm getting pumped. Right? I'm sorry. You um, should be, you should be. But just uh, what kids should do if they ever see an unsecured firearm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Stop, don't touch, Run and tell an adult. Mm, mm, so my mm, kids, preach, they, they brother, have preach. that down at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, my oldest son, he almost has remembered, like, he can almost spout verbatim the uh, four universal and some would say five uh, rules of responsible firearm handling and what have you. That's what's up. Yeah. So so it, it, I, think, I think for me personally, being someone, one who is, I'd like to think, a responsible adult, mm-hmm. two- a firearm owner, and I want always striving to be a responsibly armed citizen, right? I mean, mm-hmm. This is a responsibility that uh, the Second Amendment right, our constitutional rights, responsibilities come along with that. Mm. And that's something that, like, we should never look to 
diminish or make light of the responsibilities mm -hmm. that come with the rights. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, having seen and reported countless stories of sure. what happens sure. when kids get a hold of firearms, yeah. man. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, I can't ever be that guy. Right, right. You know what I mean? I, right. I just can't. So let me let me ask you. Yeah, this, yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, how old are your kids? Ten, eight, six, and four. So I have a girl, two boys, and a girl. So I call it my okay. uh, my my symmetrical sibling sandwich. <laughs> right. You, got you know you. what I'm saying? So so, so symmetrical we, sibling sandwich. So, man. so your oldest is ten. So we can relate. My my oldest is eleven. Okay. So yeah. have you uh, taken them or thought about taking them to the range as well? To oh have yeah, them that's going to happen. My uh, my boy, my son, when we were over my in laws. Um, this summer, uh, they got maybe about three, four acres up there. Um, and I tried to, you know, put a little 22 right because a few of us were out right. there. My father-in-law, my two brothers-in-law, and I had my boy out there. And my little nephew as well. We're all out there. So I say, hey, man, Troy Boy, why don't you come and try to, you know, why don't you try? He had a hard time with this little 22 rifle. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's just he knows that dad owns a firearm. You know, right. dad owns firearms. We got firearms in the house. And so that's something that he will eventually explore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I think it's interesting, too, just when you think about our community as African-Americans and, mm -hmm. and just historically, at least in bigger cities, bigger metropolitan areas, right. we've been sort of, in recent history, somewhat disconnected from that um, rich history and legacy of black firearm ownership as opposed to, say, those who are still in the South. Absolutely. Well, you know what I mean? And so, so it's like yeah. you got kids down there who still hunt, black kids yeah. hunting. Yeah, they hunt. Everything they do everything. So they know they're a bit more guns, used to it, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I want to add this to that. And not, you know, the fact that when I grew up, my granddad, we, we had property in New Orleans, right? We used to go down there and shoot on the property. Mm -hmm. They gave me a 12 gauge. Mm. I was probably eight, nine, ten years old. Boom! <laughs> I hit that shoulder, and my shoulder's like, I was like, I'm never playing. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Right. I'm Matter of fact, That's I'm 40-something, yeah. and I still won't go and train eight hours with a shotgun. Oh, no, Just no. because of that. But, like, in our I, culture. I teach it, and I won't go no, 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 no longer than, like, an hour or two. <laughs> Listen, in our culture. That's with high brass, too. Uh, no, no. The first understanding we get with a firearm is at uh, Uncle Ray Ray's funeral. Right. right? Mm, we right. know the impact of that firearm because we had a funeral. Right. But sure. let's say in other cultures, they will go out and go to gun safety mm -hmm. because they want to yeah. go hunting with their father. Right. They want to go hunt a deer. Right. So they see that. Mm -hmm. They see what happens when you fire a firearm at a and hit flesh. Because yep. they're going to walk him over. They're going to talk right. about it. He's going to visually see it. And he's going to understand. And he's going to keep that subconsciously in his head. Like, hey, this is what a firearm and a bullet can do those to are, flesh. Right. Those are the kids that understand that it's a tool and the, 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 the impact of it being the tool and the type of tool that it That's is. Right. It's, it's, for, yeah. it's yeah. the mindset. It's for recreation. Yeah. But in our neighborhood, it's always been for protection. Right. Regardless if it's right. legal or unlegal. Well said. Right. It's always been for protection. So right. our first understanding experience is, oh, Shoot, homie and them got chased home. My man right. had that whoop wop on him. Right. Or oh, we go to the funeral, it was a murder. You know right. what I'm saying? That right. that kind of mindset. So in our minds, it's always been protection. Right. Well, sure. like I said, on this side, right. maybe northern. But southern, they go out there and hunt. Right. And I think that we need to, 
Like parents need to get. I mean, well, you know, them old grandparents that was in the south and all mm-hmm. that. We don't. Mm-hmm. They kind of like out of there. So to get back to that, like take your, you know, just go over the the gun safety rules with mm-hmm. your kids, and just yeah. so they can understand yeah. that. Yeah, man. Because and that and that's the the difference I think between a lot of kids. You know, like you said, and just like you said, going to the, with the southern thing. My grandfather, man, um, God rest him. He was, you know, from Macon, Georgia, and mm. this is in the 80s, the early 80s, you know, and actually in the 70s, even before me, you know, he grew up, or I grew up with them, where he had a backstop in the backyard. Wow. With, yeah. you know, a bunch of hay yeah. bales and stuff, and he never shot anything big, but and I can remember being a little, little kid, and we had, you know, he would be out there with his bow and arrow, mm-hmm. you know, and he would be out there with 22s or with 38s, and this is back when we had alleys, you know, we had alley, true alleys where they had the dumpsters and stuff. Sure. But literally the way he would set it up was, you know, he would be shooting in his backyard. Now, on top of that, the way I describe my grandfather, some people laugh, and it's, it is funny, but it's the truth. My grandfather was like Shaft, and I mean like Sam, <laughs> ja- like Sam Jackson Shaft, because that's okay. what he, he was. Um, Stanley Knox was his, one of his best friends, you know what I mean? So, and this is before he was Chief Stanley Knox, but even still, you know, so literally he was the dude that would walk around with like the, the two-foot Bowie knife on his hip, you know what I'm saying, barefoot with his shirt off, walking around, you know, the neighborhood. And when the cops rolled past him, they just, like in Shaft, when my man had him down, he, they just kind of threw his head up, like, what up, though? That's how my grandpa, because he knew, you know, all of his boys were cops. He was a former security officer. Right. Back when security officers actually carried pistols. I got his old service pistol. It was, a, you know, old uh, Smith & Wesson 10, the 38. Um, and, you know, so it's, I grew up that same way, being a northerner, but still with southern principles of understanding that. So I, I kind of, to some degree, you know, I'm split. You know, I understand sure, the... Sure. The survival of training with, uh, you know, the the hunting and the tool, but also have seen you balance. No it's called balance. It's it's a balance. balance. You're, yeah. you're a balanced shooter. You understand. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting yeah. just thinking about the the different ways that people interact and and come to first experience what, whether directly or indirectly, the firearm. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah. like you look in larger, like say for people of our age or younger, right, in large metropolitan areas or what have you. They, their first interaction with it may be gun, senseless gun violence at that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so and that even begins to perhaps shape how they see and understand firearms and consequently the Second Amendment if someone were to talk about it and draw the connection between the two as opposed to someone who grew up around firearms, the use of it responsibly, and so forth and so on. And, and it's just a different understanding of it, right? And so, and I think that so much of that is at play, I think, I would argue, when we think about this current conversation about firearms, Mm -hmm. the usefulness of them in our society, the relevance of the Second Amendment, and so forth and so on. And so, and and that's not even to get into the, you know, the deep sort of philosophical weeds about the Second Amendment and self-defense and, you know, oppression, tyranny, et cetera, et cetera. But see, like, you know, and and then too, we run it back a little bit. As you being a father, you're a father, you're a husband, and you're a protector. So really, you're a first responder. Mm -hmm. So even if it's not um, protection, I mean, you know, using fire, you still got to talk to your kids and your family about what happens if, in the fact, somebody passes out or, you know what I'm saying, CPR stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it ain't Mm -hmm. just about the firearm. It's being, having a game plan. If something happens, because, right. you know, let's just say my mom comes stay with me or, or my mother-in-law. I got kids there, so my son need to know what happens if, right. you know, mom or grandma, well or something happened, yeah. if, or she's not feeling well, 
or she starts stumbling over her words. Like right. people miss over that. Like that could be like something sure. really going, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Really a big something issue. Something going sideways, right? Right, something going sideways. So it's not always about the firearm, but that's just part of it. Like, you know, because something happened, my wife take care of everything. But if something happened bad, my phone ring like that. Too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's right. like, okay, yeah. well, this happened, yeah. that happened, whoop, whoop. I get on the phone, you know, make a phone call, whatever I got to do. So, so this is what I'll say, KJ, just to add to what you were saying there. Without realizing that you're doing this or having that mentality for, like you said, for your son, you kind of look at it the way I do in terms of, this is going to be funny saying it's like this, but it's, it is what it is. If you really look at it at its core, you treat your, your son, the same way I treat my oldest son, to more or less be Carl Grimes. From The Walking Dead. <laughs> I need my Listen, I'm a what? sucker. I don't watch no scary movies. <laughs> no zombie, none well, of that. You know, it took I'm me a sucker. minute. I'm like, Carl Grimes, that sounds familiar. Right, right. Oh, right. The Walking Dead. The okay. Walking Dead. The reason why I say that is because it's like this. Like, that's my whole thing. You know what I'm saying? My, It ain't about, yeah, it's a zombie apocalypse out here, but it's the whole factor of the what if, if something, like you said, shit hits the fan type of scenario. Can my kid be able to handle what's what? Sure. And it's you know not paranoia. Mean? Like, like don't yeah, it's like my idea. It's not paranoia. We not. It's, it's yeah. just like I need him to understand if I'm not present. And this, I'm teaching him this because when he have his own family, mm-hmm. he need to teach my grandson. Exactly. This. So I'm passing exactly. down. So and, it's and, pro- well, it's protection. And, and that's what I mean. Like if you if you watch the show, I know you don't watch, but if you watch the show, it's literally through craziness of the show but that's literally what carl has has learned and picked up from his father and other you know people like that of okay this is crazy i need to be able to do this this is crazy i need to be able to do this and he's picked it up and then finally his dad's being protector and it's like no carl you go do he's like dad i got this i know how to do it but he's a kid still and that's the yeah he's learned and understood and it's to me real it's also the the whole it's the i I related to to the the, uh, the the line in black panther and it's it's evident they hit you with it in the second one when he's sitting there talking to his to his father in the astral planes and yeah. he says, "Have I? You know, what, did, what did he say? He said, a father who has not prepared his children for his death has failed. Has him. failed as a father. Yeah. And, and then he says, have I ever failed you? And he says, no. So in other words, he's done his job as a father to protect, to, uh, to prepare him for him no longer being here, whether his son realized it or not. Right. And at that moment, he realizes. If you haven't seen the second one, I'm not going. I don't want to spoil it, but there sure. is a part. If you have seen it at the end, yes, where it comes yes. around full circle again. And I ain't gonna lie, that's when the, the punk in me and the dad in me comes out, <laughs> and I start crying again because I'm yeah, like, damn, yeah. it, it hit you. It's just that like, got me too. That's what that I'm got me as too. A, as a as a black father with sons, it, it hits you like, dang. Mm. Yeah. Right. You keep second. You're like, Did I, am message. I doing? Like, am I doing? Am I doing yeah. it right? Is it yeah. gonna all gonna work out? You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I guess a lot of that I leave it. I kind of leave it in God's hands, man. I just gotta keep stay prayed up and keep it going. But like, I guess it's also evolution. My son like six one two forty. So he ain't oh, the wow. He ain't the baby they no do. more. When I like yeah. told him about you know do this because I used to right. tell my son, look, go downstairs and grab it right. and bring my and bring my firearm. Mm-hmm. It's unloaded, but I used to tell him to do that because mm-hmm. we went over stuff. I want to see how he brings it to me. So I, I want to see I've how he holds that. it, right? I've done that, yeah. So now nah, it ain't that. Now nah, he the, hey, man, something happened. You the first one out. You young. You 240. Right. You about right. to have right. <laughs> so, so You baby wake it, up. Right. It ain't wow. no more yeah. that yeah. you behind me. I'm behind you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You kicking in the door, bro. You right. 240. Right. You athletic. You can move. So, you know, so it's kind of like a grab, you know, evolution of his training mm-hmm. not to you know, because he watched video games. They played they play the gun. You know, they played the games mm-hmm. on, on the video games. So I was like, look, 
come out here with me and really learn this is what right, this thing sure. does. Right, this yeah. is what this is. Like right. you see the video game, you hit A, X, whatever, whatever. Right. Go out here and pull play on this trigger, you know, right. and learn how to really protect yourself. Cause now we stepping up from uh shooting twenty twos and nines. Mm-hmm. Now we I'm shoot give him the AR on the yes. shoulder, you know, yes. telling him to get it out the bag. I'm showing him how to load this. So this let, is where so it is. So let me at. ask you this then. Let's take it there. And maybe this is something to think about for you if you if you haven't already gone this route. So it shit hits the fan scenario. Mm-hmm. Do you have a loadout already picked out for your son? For sure. I bought a bag and everything. Wow, my wife, wow. my wife like, you got like 15 bags. I said, look, this Listen. is this is the case yeah. you say something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bag, just in case, you know, it pop off. This is the bag I gotta take to the neighborhood, just in case. So I got I got bags, man, yeah. with stuff yeah. in it. So I got saying. bag well, you know, all kind of ammo and mm-hmm. setups and different stuff, but all my bags have tourniquets, yeah. first aid equipment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you always gonna need that regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, so, and, and that's something I've I've kind of gotten into, like literally, like at this point of my son's, I don't want to say career, but his 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 teachings level. Mm-hmm. Like I already know, like literally, if something does go wrong, so I already got a holster for it. But my Glock 44, he's getting that 22. And I got a Roni where I, I can slide my 19 in. I mean, you got the Roni? Yeah, I got the Roni. I can put my 19 in there. I got a Roni. So yeah. he can have that because it's easier to shoot. You know, it's yeah. shoulder fire, and yep. he can, you know, he's got that. That Roni is. And I got this, and I got, nice. like you said, I got hookup for him to, to do. And the same thing with my wife. So she's already got hers, but I know she likes shot. You know, she likes the AR. So you take that. You, I'll deal with shotgun if, you know, everything hits the fan and blah, blah, blah. And I got my particular pistol. And, and blah, you got blah. duct tape and, uh, and, and, um, and, um, uh, wrist locks in there. Hey, I was gonna tell you too, man. I seen that like, one video. <laughs> I, I, I need them zip ties, man. I need hey, them, I got them I zip ties. That duct tape, bro. I need them. I need you them. never know. I don't know about the duct tape, but I definitely need them hey, zip ties, man. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, off air. You need that duct tape, man. You definitely need that duct tape. Uh, hey, let me ask you this, man. What was yeah. the first firearm you purchased? Oh man, Glock 19. Ask him, bro. Ask, ask the bear. What was the first one he bought? <laughs> oh. ask the what bear. was your first firearm purchase? Before man. we go into that. Uh-oh. Why was it Glock 19? Was oh, you going well, you know, okay. Um, well, let's go all the way back, right? Let's go all the way back. This was more than, um, I want to say, about 11 years ago now. We've been married nearly 12 or 13 years. So maybe 10 years ago, 11 years, something like that. Um, so I was, not, I was living in Memphis at the time, my wife and I. We just got married. Great city. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Memphis is, is a family a dope little, Okay, yeah. yeah, Memphis is a dope little city, man. And so I wasn't a firearm owner, wasn't, didn't really think too much about the gun issue really at all. I remember shooting a gun um, on the job for a story when I worked up in Saginaw. You know, they gave me a 22 revolver, I think, and then like a 9mm, and I was holding it all wrong. I'm like, this hurt my hand. I don't ever want to do this again. This is crazy. <laughs> right. I'm good. Um, but once we got down there and I got married, hence in what you were saying, KJ, about being the first responder, right? Now it, I don't even know what made me think about it, but it's like, oh, I'm a husband now. Mm-hmm. This is this sort of falls on me if something were to pop off, right? Right. right. And so, and, and I just that sort of weighed on me, mm-hmm. and, and I was thinking about it, and so, um, some gun range down there, I can't even remember the name of it in Memphis. They they were doing something where they were offering free concealed handgun. I think that's what they call it down there. I can't remember. Concealed handgun license mm-hmm. classes. They were offering these free to members of the press. Mm. 
So I'm like, oh, snap. Let me take advantage of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, man, I can kind of kill two birds with one stone. One, I can learn something that will inform my reporting because I know I'm going to mm-hmm. report on this issue. It's going to come right, up, right? Right. And two, I get to sort of explore this personally because I've been thinking about it for the past month, right? So I took it. Um, sidebar. At the end of it, or even like midway through, as they're talking about just basic self-defense laws and everything, it sort of dawned on me, man, I don't even know if I want to go through with this. Mm. Because this is a weighty responsibility. Even in that eight-hour class, I couldn't help but come away with that thought, mm-hmm. right? In sidebar, I think if anybody's taking a CPL class and they don't think twice about, man, am I really ready to shoulder this responsibility? Mm-hmm. If you're not thinking about that twice, I think that there's something wrong. Right. You feel me? Like, like legitimately, I think there's something wrong if you're not thinking like that. So I did it, took the class and everything. Um, I think I shot an XDM for the qualification. Um, went to a, a gun shop. I need to buy my own Guns, joint. The gun snob and him hates me. <laughs> right, right. But I, I mean, I mess so, with the, X, the, the, the XDM is not, the Elise is nice. They, yeah. Okay. But go okay. ahead. But go ahead. So I, I went in there. I'm like, okay, I shot the XDM. Maybe I'll just buy that. And I looked at it. It was like, eh, it's a little too pricey. And I already, I'm already kind of hurting anyway. Right. So I looked like, hey, I, I don't even know how I landed on the Glock 19, to be honest with you. I, maybe the guy said, listen. This is probably what you want to get. That's more than likely what happened. Like, the guy just mm-hmm. pointed me in this direction. And I would later learn that that's probably one of the best the first best firearms, there, yeah. handguns you yeah. can probably buy. You know what I mean? And so, okay, what, got that. Glock 19, Gen 3. I had it on layaway. I wasn't one. making any bread down there. <laughs> <laughs> layaway guns. Layaway, baby. Let's, Let's talk about layaway do, guns. Here, sportsman guide. For real. Do layaway, layaway guns. guns, man. So, so, so just to, and not to cut you off, so just to get yeah. it in, because I know he want to he 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 laugh at this story. So I'm gonna add, this, this is the reason why I asked you yeah, first, yeah. like, how did you come to that thing? So, again, being the man that you are, he went through a research, found out. And so so I, went to a, I went to a gun store over on the east side. Yeah. Like center line or Warren, right before Warren turns the center line on Van Dyke. I'm looking for a gun. I'm a young dude at the time. I'm like 22, 20. I think I just turned 21 or 22 or something like that. 23 at the oldest. Yeah. And I'm walking in. I'm looking. I'm looking. See this pistol. This price like dirt cheap. This is where the hood. Mm. Dude, this is where the hood dude comes into play. Hey, how much is that? And it's a nine. <laughs> Shoot. He what? said, and it's a nine. <laughs> Run that. High point C9. Can't oh, even, dang. Now oh, you wow. ain't wow. gonna joke around with it. So wow. I'm like, you know, but again, it wasn't the it, it wasn't the educated uh salesman that would be like, look, man, <laughs> we sell these, but this yeah. probably like you said, like the salesman probably told you this is probably the best thing that you know blah, blah, we sell them, but no, my man, you could tell he was just trying to make a buck. He was like, Oh, you want one? Cool. So of course then, mm. and I, I'm not afraid to tell the rest of the story. Couple months later, I'm at a gun and knife show. Yeah. Look up, I see another one, but it's in 40. So I'm like, and they make these in 42? <laughs> Shit, let me get one of I, these. I shouldn't too. be let laughing because somebody owns one right hey, now. I'm not oh, laughing oh, no, at no, you. We, I promise we, I'm no, not no, laughing we, at you. I am. We laugh at them all day. As a former <laughs> hey. owner, we laugh. But it, it, every time I would go to a, a different range, a better range at, at Target Sports, you know, yeah. shout out to Target Sports. And I was going to do the one on uh, on Woodward at the time. And yeah. the dude, you know, I, I saw the salesman in him at first, but he kept saying, man, you got to get yourself a Glock. You got to get yourself a Glock. You got. He never mentioned nothing else, even, you know, H&Ks or nothing. He just always a Glock, 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 Glock. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, man, is he just getting commission on Glocks or what is he? 
right. So literally, another gun and knife show comes around, and he had talked about it so much. I started doing the the just right thing. I started researching Glocks and yeah, looking into. Yeah. And at that time, I'd also uh, they started making a three fifty seven sig round. So I researched that, and I'm like, I like that. It's a three fifty seven, in a in a semi automatic. Oh shoot, I need that. Man, that was my first Glock. Was a Glock thirty two. Oh, wow. Let, let me ask you. But again, I went through that whole stage of buying the cheap dirt gun, going sure, to the range, sure. looking like, man, this don't shoot. Listen, listen, this he, don't shoot listen he, bought, he bought a high point. Let's, let's, let's right. cut, let's cut right. this. Let it rest. I don't right nobody right. care about that point. long explanation of why you bought the high point. Who you bought the high point. Oh, but look, man. Bought two of them. But look, but look, let me ask you this. As a CPL yeah. instructor, and I'm just asking, you know, you two, um, well, you're not a CPL instructor, man, but when you was training or just understanding education of firearms, like when you go into the gun range and you see us. Instructors. Instructors. Well, no, I'm talking about see us in the neighborhood and you may, and they, they buy something like, man, don't buy that. Do you like feel like obligated to go up there and ask them like, man, why are you buying that? Or why are you buying this gun? Or why are you getting that? Cause you know, I'll be sitting at the gun range. And I'll be like, I'm waiting for somebody to ask me a question so I can help them because you know, if we had a gun range, it's, yeah. it's hard to, like, if I'm looking at you, yeah. like, I want you to ask me a question. Yeah. Because I want to help you because I got game and I'm trying to give it back. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, like, so, sometimes so, people look unapproachable or, like, oh, I'm just buying this because, you know, I got a couple of dollars. In my pocket. Like, man, yeah. listen, you betting your life so, on so, a $200 gun. So this is what I do, KJ, and this is and this is the, the part of my, my story, more or less, but just the full circle of my training and everything. That's why I, I give that whole story like that to say that, I started from where I'm at, but if you know me and know where I'm at now, it's like sure. you'd have never sure. known that that's where I started you got a from. P, you got a, still got a CZ P10. And that boy, I'll shoot almost everything you got except for this. Guy. <laughs> oh, no, 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 P10 ain't no joke. No, but, I'm, I'm sure, I know my homeboy used to run P10. I'm but but um, all jokes aside with that, I, I what I like to do is I like to sit back and let them do what they're doing, and I feel them out. If they seem like they're approachable, I may pull them to the side or just, you know, right then and there, like, hey, this and the third. Now, I will say this. If I catch a – because it's just the it's the instructor in me. If I catch a, a salesman at the gun store just trying to put off whatever on somebody, especially like a woman, mm. I jump right on in there like, oh, no, nah, baby girl, look, this ain't what you need. I understand that. This is what's good, though. Let me show you this here. Matter of fact, hey, my man's. I'll take over the salesmanship thing for him. Hey, my man, pull this gun, that gun, and that gun. We're going to put those in her hand real quick and see how she like those. And it, this is what this – and I'll tell him everything that's wrong with the gun he picked. You know what I mean? As far as why it's not, quote, unquote, great Listen, for her. I didn't I didn't sit in her gun store, and I see somebody like, oh, come try this gun. It's the Ruger LCP9. Or it's the and, Sky 9 or something it, like that. And it was the Taurus, yeah. and I'm just like, that gun going to jam. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, it's not it's, – I feel the lights losing my hand. Yeah. I just want to say – Babe, let's let, let's go in here and shoot this gun. Yeah. You know, let's let's yeah. shoot this. Let let me help you out. Let me yeah. let me instruct you on in another way. Like yeah. just because it's small, it's compact. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, you want something that's going to be reliable that you can, you know, what I'm saying, bet your life on. Well, and that's like when doing classes. You know, I start. I typically start folks off if they complete true novices with 22, and I tell people all the time. You know, 22 is, is a confidence builder when they you know haven't shot and they're new and it's something that they can do. But at the same time, I'm sure you've seen this. People get comfortable with 22, especially when they've never shot. And they're like, oh, this is cool. This is easy to do. And it's blah, blah. I tell them off the rip, like, hey, it's going to be easy to shoot. I don't want you to get comfortable with what this is because literally 
This is not going to be something that you want to continuously use for defense like this. Right. All firearms you can use for that, but I don't want you to think that this is your end-all, be-all, because in a true situation, you know, that's not going to be really what you need to stop and yada, 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 you know, right. the rest of the treat, you know, the teaching goes. And I think that goes along with the same thing of what you're saying as far as types of guns as well, because it they both go hand in hand. Oh, I'm comfortable. Like you said, oh, this grip, this handle's cool, and it's small, and it's compact, and it's pink, or it's Tiffany blue, or whatever the hell it is. But that doesn't mean that it's literally right for you or something that you can handle successfully and be okay with it. You know, like you say, you can put the smallest gun in your hand, and they can stuff wherever and do whatever. But if you can't shoot it, what, what difference does it make? You know what I mean? If there's no nail to hit, what good is the hammer? Right. And, um, you know? and you know, even with that, like, like I know Randy Train, um, and you, we, are, well, I, I consider myself part of the Black Bottom Gun Club. I don't think I gotta think I gotta re up my membership, <laughs> but you know, uh, shout out to the Black, shout Bottom, out to Gun the Black Club. Bottom Gun Club. And you know, I be in the feed and I be listening, and you know, people like to talk about. Well, I'm, I like to see y'all get out as a group and go shoot, mm-hmm. especially when they do the, the the gun days at the range for the ladies. And then when y'all talk about getting together and go train, with your experience when you went out to like your first training experience, how was it for you? Well, you know, what's interesting, what's really interesting, man, outside of that CPL class, I never took an advanced class after that to roughly about nine years, Mm. right? And that was something with uh, Body by O when he came up here. But here's why, though. Here's why. Um, Right after I got my CPL, my my, uh, wife must have told her sister, her sister told her husband, who's also a gun guy, very pro two-way. So he hit me up. He sent me a text and Randy, you need to do this thing called IDPA. Mm. You need to go shoot IDPA and let some old geezer make you his project. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what, what, what is that? (laughs) Right. So, so. Hey, hey, that's what I'm doing. No. (laughs) Hey, come on, come on. Right. Right. So peep. So check this out, man. (laughs) Um, so I'm like, I, what? So I had to go, I Googled it first. Okay, International Defensive Pistol Associate. Okay, whatever. Well, let me click videos. Boom. And then YouTube videos pop up. Got you hooked, didn't L- Let me watch this. Oh. Oh. Got you hooked, didn't it? Right? Mm-hmm. So then I went like, you know what? I need. Let me Google to see if there's something in Memphis. Mm-hmm. I did, right? And there was something like maybe, what, 30 minutes away from our apartment at the time. Mm-hmm. I go there. I'm the only black face in the crowd. The mm-hmm. only one, right? Mm-hmm. And people, and this is so funny. Shooting those, right? I ended up meeting this uh, this one guy. Who was pro- we're probably about the same age. His is one white guy. He was a cool cat. Very cool cat. And so when I say a white guy, I'm not implying that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. it, you know, right. like, so please, please. If anyone is listening, no, don't put that on me. It's only a descriptor. Um, but his name was like Mason Dixon. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. I'm, I'm like, what's up? I'm Randy. How you doing? Yeah, I'm Mason Dixon. I'm like, what? <laughs> Your name is Mason. So I just started calling wow. him the South after that. Every right. match and everything I saw him, I right. called him the South. Um, but from doing that, man, so I went CPL class, got my firearm, got the Glock 19. And I'm like, oh, IDPA. So I'm watching the videos. Okay, I need a, I need a holster. Oh, I got a holster, right? So I was using the hybrid uh, inside the waistband hip holster mm. for the first several matches and practices right. that I shot. Right. I went and got a little Phobos 
dual magazine mm-hmm. holder, mm-hmm. A, a paddle joint, shoved that in my belt, and I said, let's do it. Right. So from there, simply from watching other people, I kind of learned how to draw, how to shoot, mm-hmm. how to, well, not shoot, but like, but really how to shoot, right. how to reload, right. how to manage cover. You know what I mean? And so all of that, what, like, not breaking the 180, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? All of that stuff, simply from shooting IDPA, mm-hmm. and, and that stuff is really all like the next step classes, essentially. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And so it was very much just sort of thrown into the fire, but I didn't even realize it because it was such a fun sort of experience, right? right and the, right. everyone there, most of the people there, they were sort of friendly and like, hey, man, you should try to do this next time. And, you know, people giving you little pointers right. and, and stuff like that. And that stuff was so incredibly helpful because um, it really helped me get like my, my base, my foundation, and then something to sort of build on, right? To learn a bit more simply by shooting competition. So it was yeah. nearly a decade later that I had actually taken the class. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so. And you no, know, and I touched on it a little bit last time. Like in your journey of training, I think competition or putting yourself in competition is a good thing because it, it, it kind of. To be a full total shooter is more about mental game than it is about the physical. I'm like, you mm-hmm. get the fundamentals and all that shoot, but it's a thinking man's game. And I like the way I was more of, I went to the tactical side. Yeah. And then, well, I was tactical, you know, going to the tactical trainings. And then I got introduced to competition shooting by the homie Jeff from DMI Performance. Um, I learned Jeff Wild. Jeff Wild. Jeff Wild. I learned a lot of my game from Jeff Wild, man. He um he he run a great curriculum from handgun to 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 carbine to whatever. Um, he got some th- good things coming up this summer. Um, so I mean, right now, I mean, well, you can go take a look. I'll post it up. Um, so I I went from tactical to competition, and then it was just like. Cause it's it's some things in competition that goes over to relates to the to tactical world, but then there's some that don't. Like you you can pick up habits here and habits there. Um, Cause I, I think like I said, in the journey of training, like competition is definitely um, something yeah. you should get into. Yeah, um, it's crazy because like for the first couple of years, I didn't know that there were additional classes you could take. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I didn't even know that was a thing, right? And so you talked about, you know, what was my journey. So one, like shooting IDPA, some competition stuff, then took a course with Body Bio. That was kind of like a rifle pistol joint. Um, and then... Got, I was, uh, how was that? Yeah, I was about to ask you, how was that? Th- that was cool. That was cool. Um, it was a lot more pistol, just, just how many people were in there and what have you. We got to use the rifle a little bit, my... Gear validation happens during courses. Oh right? my god! Oh yeah, my you red know dot died. right quick. Oh, what yeah. I gotta... oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> my red dot died in the middle of a course of fire. So okay, I have to, you know, I have my my irons up and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question. What red dot was it? It was the Hollow Sun 403B. So you had your you had you you had your backup sights was what the. the uh... It was a, a A2 front post in the Magpul in bus. So in-bus you know you got you see some some people run red dot only with no mm-hmm. with no yeah. with no back fronts or back. Mm-hmm. Some people go. just run red dot with there just the front. But I've seen that they they crazy for that. Now man. everybody you know it, you see people do the drop test this gun that red dot don't break down but it happened right it happened. shit happened and he Batteries had to go back die, to the fundamentals stuff. of front sight 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Looking yeah. hot, you know, getting the gun up, getting the front sight on. Because mm-hmm. you can't always rely on that red dot. That's you right. can, but you mm-hmm. can't. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, just, I just wanted to enter that book. Well said. But um, so, go ahead. So, yeah, that, but to add to that, that's why, like on mine, I, that's why I got them 45. The reason why I have mine, my irons at the, on, on, on that 45 like I got, mm-hmm. because I don't like to steal the co-witnessing factor through the glass. Mm-hmm. You know, so in case something does die, it to, in my mind, it's just another thing I got to see through to try to co-witness to do. So I'd rather just have it out the way, 45, and then still have straight irons and be there. Right. That, that's why I got my, yeah. my backups on the on the 45. And, and then also, yeah. too, like, and then I that's like to, personal preference. I like to yeah. push people outside the box of CPL. Like, you go to CPL class, it's cool, get your eight hours, but I'm glad that you jumped into, well, you came from ID, well, tr- doing competition, and then you went into training. Um, yeah. Push people outside of that box of training. I mean, push people outside of that box of CPL class and get to, like, additional, additional yes. training. Yes. Like, you got to get outside of the box. Even when you, just say, because I know, Y'all did some MDFI uh, training yeah, class. Big shout out to Trek MDFI. Tricky Trek in there. But like a lot of stuff with them. Even so. with that, you know, get outside of that box. You know what I'm saying? Because you keep going to classes with the same group. You want to get outside of that because you want to experience like different um, philosophies mm-hmm. and different experiences. Because you can get comfortable within that within that group because they know you. Mm-hmm. Or you know the same face, the same people, but you want to get mm-hmm. pushed outside of that just to personally gain, to go up. Right. Because right. my homeboys say every time, you know, you you may be able to shoot good, but you need to go shoot with some other people that can sh- that can really get it, mm-hmm. that can push push your skills. Because if you're right. the best shooter in your group, you're just going to stay right there. Right. So you always want to put that's, – that's with anything in any yeah, sports, any physical – you know what I'm saying, basketball, football, you want to sharpen your skills, yeah. but, you know – the, the people that's up there. So yeah, man, it um, sounds like we need to get Randy out with one of the axe matches too. Uh, uh, you know listen, what? And listen. So Kevin has been trying to get me on that for for probably probably about a good year now. Okay, a good okay. maybe year and a half. And so um, that, that is win. something I'm definitely looking to do yeah, this man, year. It, it, I'm I, definitely look definitely looking to do that. Inside, but let, let me segue back. So did the body bio joint, and later on that year in 2020, I did my first uh, MDFI joint. You suck, you suck, it's not the gun. Right. And mm. so I, somebody had put me on the MDFI because I wasn't familiar with them. But um, a guy who's a ammo manufacturer, he put me, hey, you need to go check out MDFI. I'm like, okay, all right, uh, all right. So, and then, so took that, took a carbine, then a, a foundation carbine joint as well. So big shout out to MDFI, man, because um, I, I hear what you're saying. But... I think they they do a really good job. Oh, yeah, that's, they, they, that's, they do a really good job, man. Man, I started with them, and before I even he bought it from Steve, they he purchased from Steve Fisher, right. the Big Yeti. So I was with them with like when they first started, when the curriculum probably wasn't even kind of created. I mean, they were created, but it wasn't what it was today. And then I ventured off with um, Jeff Wild from DMI Performance, and that's where I got a lot of my performance game from. And um, shoot, and then he put me onto the Axe Match. Um, it's uh, and that's like a man. That that's a that's a that's that's fun, man. It's a you, lot of fun, man. You went out there and you was like, man, this yeah. is what I was talking about. Yeah, that, man. Yeah. I, so, so this okay. so this is what okay. I say from from my perspective of it, man. Like I said, joking around, like you said, you find the old white guy that they, you know kind of coach you up. <laughs> now, I'm joking, messing with him because <laughs> we the same age. But <laughs> my my point with that is literally being his project kind of like that because, sure. like he said, he come from a tactical and then going to competition. I come from more or less fundamental base mm. and still going that way as far as from a teaching aspect. So like all of, so my instructor, um, my brother, you know, Cyril Davis, you know, shout out to Cyril. 
he's a former, you know, DPD officer, uh, former air marshal, and all of his instructors were, you know, the dudes from Top Shot, you know, J.J. Ricasa, oh, wow. Top wow. Shot Dustin, yeah. you know, all of them guys, you know, that's who he learned from in the feds. So I learned a lot of, like, fundamental shooting and, you know, actually hitting targets and going through from him who learned from them. Wow. So my whole basis has been literally teaching fundamentals and making sure you're good. Like I, like I tell people, defensive shooting is cool, but that's really learning to, you know, hit targets, get people off you. Being a good marksman will actually make you a better defensive shooter because you won't be just kind of spray and pray. You'll actually be knowing what you're hitting and hitting stuff. Fast forward that to now me trying to transition to competition. I'm not going to lie. I'm slow as shit. Mm, and yeah, I got you. I took it to heart. Literally, the first match we went to, when he was like, "Hey, man, look, just take your time, go slow, do what you do, blah blah blah." Literally, I'm up here, Randy, going through slow as hell, like boom boom. <laughs> we peek around here, boom boom. Sure, yeah. We creep on over here, <laughs> boom, right, boom, right, boom, right. Boom. Let me creep on. Up. And now my shots to be boom boom boom, but I'm my movement is slow and I'm going yeah. and it's you know, but that's what I wanted to get to and then. Like you said, having other people there that outside of, you know, him and five five, you know, since the five five six teaching me and coaching me and going through, there were other people there that was like, Hey man, you did that good, but I would do this. Or you did this, but you know, try to do this a little better or do that. That community that is cool. it, it's great, man. It's kinda yeah. like it's like you, like at work, right? You can't really talk about firearm stuff at the, right. at work, right. but you find that one gun that buddy, one that dude, gun boyfriend. Yeah. Yep. He like, oh, you shoot gun? Yeah, I shoot him too. And then y'all start sending guy. pictures yep. to each other. Yep. Your wife like, who you talking to? I'm talking to uh, Ryan, man. We I just found out he's like to shoot guns. Next thing you know, we texting all day, texting right. all night. What would you do? Right. But y'all working, that. y'all yeah. in the cubicle next to each other. Right. You can't really talk about it. But that's how the community is, man. They'll help you, you know, especially up there. Like you go up there. And it's crazy because we come from where we come from. And then right. you go up there, right. it's like it's just us. Like we can right. count our fingers, just one, two, three. Sure. Right. But sure. they open, man. They right. you know, they, they open. Know, you right. can ask yeah. them anything. Right. anything. They got anything. answers. They got anything. they can answer. You know what I think is really dope about that? Because and you see this in other arenas in life and what have you, but the fact that that diversity, namely black, you know, coming in there to a an environment where they perhaps may not have had a whole lot of interaction with black folks before. Right, right. But they come in, they see like, oh, y'all squared away, you guys are resp-. like, right. that's what's up. The narrative changes. The narrative changes. changes. Because they the like, oh, okay, changes. y'all yes. safe, y'all, okay. Because yeah. we yes. were, now, we, like, our goal was not to get sent home, but then it got to the point where it's like, oh, you know, we in the top 10, we in the top right. this. Wow. Well, at least my homeboy since five, right. five, six I was always below that because I'm trying to film, I'm trying to, you know, take, you know, Instagram, and I just want to shoot. But, um, like, when they, and when we first got up there, it was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? It's maybe like one person. Or two people, like mm-hmm. even Ross. I think Ross. No, Ross went Ross up there. Palmer, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like we, like we try to get up there every Saturday. Like every, it's every second Saturday. Uh, like right now, it is is year round. Yeah. So they, the act, they, they, they shooting they, the snow. They shooting the snow they, and everything. So, but we went up there, it's just us. So they was like, oh, y'all can get down. Y'all can get down with the get down. Mm-hmm. So we just kept going up there, you know what I'm saying, and and, and doing our thing. And it's funny because we were talking about last. Episode we were talking about Gucci rifles, right? right, right. So I went up to Encore, right? I walk in there, they got uh, Daniel Defense rep is there. Mm-hmm. His name's Frank. I walked in there, stole me a hat. I got, say, got, got my Daniel Defense <laughs> hat, man. They, Shout out to him. Listen, and I talked to him. I was trying to kick it with him. He said they got some reps, and so I'm gonna try to reach out to him and try we can get uh, Daniel Defense rep on the show um, right. next time they come in. That but work. they they make their own suppressors. Mm. 
They got they got a suppressor coming out. I think it's already out. Uh, I've been looking into give me a suppressor, but they had some nice some nice round some nice guns up there. Oh some yeah, Gucci, oh yeah, some real nice Gucci guns. Yeah, I, I, the last two years or the last two times, because I, I I didn't go this past year. The last two times I've been to the USCCA convention, the Concealed Carry Convention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been, that's actually a good one to go to. The last uh, two is years. that now what Wisconsin? They, no, they, the, the, so the the first one was in Pittsburgh, but the last okay. couple have been in uh, Fort Worth, and I'm wondering if because it's Texas that they'll just continue to be in Fort Worth at the convention okay, center. Okay. But because yeah, I thought they were based in Wisconsin, that's they, not they're based in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, okay. yeah, USC is okay. based in Wisconsin. But the, okay. but the conference okay. was a traveling conference for a while. Sure, okay. But I think I got now you I think they maybe we'll see what happens for this year because um, it's normally like in November. We'll see if they you know have picked you know Fort Worth to be their hub or whatever yeah. going forward, but. Um, they had a booth there, man. It was a large booth, and they had some really nice guns Listen, there. Listen, my man said really that nice. he has to change that barrel. He put 25,000 rounds through a barrel, like Fodiolo, with the mm. suppressor on He said the barrel's probably done. Now, come on. Ain't nobody at this table going to put 25,000 right, rounds right. through a barrel. Mm, so, right. like, that that gun ain't going to, like, yeah. that gun ain't, that ain't a breakdown gun. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that's, that, that's that, ain't a break, that ain't a breakdown brand gun. It's probably got, like, saying? the latest, greatest chrome molly barrel in there. Because he asked me last week, he's like, man, what's, 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 like, the high point of rifles? And I was just like, Saint, maybe? The Saint is nah. the high point. No, no I'm I would, I would, you nah, want to say it's the Saint, the uh, uh, the high um, point. Uh, Springfield, maybe, the Saint. Nah. Maybe what the DPMS? Nah. Do they still yeah. they still make Diamondback? Oh, yeah. I for sure. I or said Diamondback, Diamondback. I, but I the D, I, DMPS. So DMPS. so I'll say this. I don't even know if I would classify. So here's what what I've I've kind of noticed, and you know. You being being the gun snob wouldn't have noticed this, you know, this stuff because you don't really, you know, deal with us, us lesser folks, Randy. You know, down on the bottom there. Hey, right, Randy got what but, you got, Randy? But, I got uh, what the the AR fifteen M P and then, then so the I, I, but I said you can't go wrong with M P. Right, 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 right. But I'm just saying, I, I think that yeah, some of them brands like the M P, the Saint and the uh, and the Ruger one, they they've kind of they're, they they're that middle ground. But then you got the uh, like you said, the DPMS, and then Diamondback probably. What Diamondback, else? I think, has, has kind of stepped their game up a little because I've seen some of the newer guns that they made at that last show. Same thing with um, with Delton. They're okay. 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 Hey. But, but if you're still, if you're still talking like you know good, bad, whatever, sure, they're still down here. Sure. But I wouldn't be as afraid of a Delton or a Diamondback as I would a DPMS. You know what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm gonna be shooting it, my life depends on the type of thing. And of course, you, then you got your your MPs, mm-hmm. your Ruger one, your uh, your Saints, then you know, then probably your Daniel defenses, and then you're talking, you know, everything else above that. That's like your custom man, boys and all. Warfare you know? research. Yeah, uh, I ain't doing none of them, but Daniel on up. I, I, I thought well, you know what? was going to be listen. One of those I, I, I got a, you know? I have a, I have a spikes right, but my spikes is kind of redone. I got a coat, you know, a, bo- a nickel brown boat in it. Mm-hmm. I got a Daniel Defense barrel. Mm-hmm. So really, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I, we like, we got into building. Right. So I built it how I wanted to right. my specs. I think right. to me that's like, you know, the right. way you should go. Like yeah. the the upper and lower, yeah, depending yeah. on what. Like depending I had, a, what, I got yeah. a, I got an arrow precision, upper and lower, and one of my boats keep coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the boat catch uh, spring. So mm-hmm. I put like two mm-hmm. up in there, but my homie's like, man, we about to go to competition. Shh, throw that out. Right. Go get something else. Run, run the, run the spikes. Mm-hmm. And this, this is before no brace, no case. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, okay. But I loved it was my COVID build. I love that rifle. You know what I'm saying? I put, you know, I got a ballistic barrel, uh, barrel in it, ballistic advanced barrel in it. I got a cold trigger in it. It's, everything's cold. Mm-hmm. But that one little hiccup, I was like, oh, 
toss it to the side. Got you. And I Especially went with, in the competition where you're right, you're under the clock. You need everything you know to be I mean? a well oiled machine. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it, it like that. It it effect, I I noticed that at the last axe match and it, it came on loose. But I was just like he was like man, you can't afford. So basically, if you revolve that into like real world, if something happened, you can't. Some you can't. De- right. You know you can't depend on it. Right. But, Right. You can't depend on it. So I went straight with the one that I know that worked and ran. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I put a lot of rounds. I ain't never had to break down. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, I got another question for you, Rand, and, yeah, and this shoot. is probably one of the first ones. Like, since you've been um, doing what you're doing at the job, what yeah. have you seen in the community? Like, what's your what's your perception of what's going on in the community as far as, like, like in the city of Detroit? Like, like what – you know, like, what's your perception of what's going on when you when you go out to see a crime scene or that or whatever? Like, is is like, can training help like the community? Like, what we talking about? I think training is probably. I wouldn't say the the first thing. I would say first and foremost, probably a getting well acquainted and uh, embracing the responsibilities of firearm ownership. I think that. Is first and foremost. Now, one can make the argument, right, because a lot of the violence that you see in the city of Detroit is beef, dope-related stuff, um, and also stuff with just poor conflict resolution skills, right? Mm-hmm. Poor conflict resolution skills. I think um, taking out the dope-related stuff in crime and organized crime and what have you, when you, even when you just look at the conflict resolution skills, just a embracing of the responsibilities that come with having a firearm, right? And really thinking through the implications of it, I think we sort of dead a lot of that stuff. Whether it's, one, the safe storage of firearms, when we see all of these instances where kids mm-hmm. are getting a hold of unsecure firearms, um, that aspect of it, the conflict resolution, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. coming to terms with the fact, like, you know what, somebody is yelling at me and going off to trying to push my buttons. Let If I just walk away, like, hey, you got it, they're going to think I'm a punk, right? But at the same time, this one rapper I listened to, this guy named Bissell, a Christian rapper, he got this one song, and check it out when you get a chance. Some wins look just like losses. Mm. Let that sink That's in, bro. Real. That's real. Some wins look just like losses, That's man. Real. And so I think in just a return to, like, those – and not to sound like some old school ideologue almost, man, but just to return to certain values that we once had as a community. Right. You feel me? Right. Like a return to some of those values, man, would, would dead the vast majority, well, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. It would dead a lot of it, man. And so I, I think that that's what it really hinges on. One, the responsibilities that come with owning a firearm. And two, just to return to those values. Let me ask you this too, man. I don't mean to interject there, but let me ask you this too. Because it was you that, if if I'm not mistaken, I can swear it was you. You were the one that reported on the lady not too far from here um, uh, uh, that had uh, was cleaning up and she found a gun in the bag. Was that you? Was that you that reported that? I can't. When was that? This is probably what about a month ago, if that. Which one? The, the high point? Yeah, they, 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 they had the Jennings in the bag, and they also had the Glock that they found. The lady she she sweeps no, up every I day. I don't think that was me. I don't. I don't. 
I don't, I don't Man, recall he, that. I don't he just stared in touch with all other black uh, uh, news <laughs> no, guys. Right, right. You all look alike. <laughs> you all look alike. It ain't been like five of them. Hey, so hey, I mean, hey everybody with a probably, microphone in their hands is Randy. You, you, you probably <laughs> can. No, no, but I can. But no, I, I know he does those types of stories. Sure, sure, without can, a doubt. Yeah. And, I, and, and not even not even being a fanboy, not even being funny. I legit only watch Fox 2 News. My God. So that's I why I'm like, yeah. like, literally, like, I, I thought it was him. My, my point was, the story was literally that a lady was cleaning up in front of her house. During the whole time of cleaning up, she found a pistol in a bag mm. with some rounds in it. And it was uh, later reported also that, like a week before that, she had also found like another pistol. And the, pic- the picture they showed was a Glock, like a Glock 26 or like a Glock 30 or something like that. Wow. My question is, how often do stories like that, that are like the simpler ones that, like you said, could probably make a better impact where you were, you know, what you were talking about, don't get reported or do you even hear about? It, it, so I think stories like that. Normally, when that comes across, you know, the desk or what have you, the assignment desk, and we get a tip about it, more often than that, not that story is going to end up on air. Mm. So, so, so you can think about that in one of two ways, um, because oftentimes people say, and rightly so, there's so much that that happens that you don't see on the news, Correct. right? Correct. But on, on the flip side, there are some things that happen, and it will undoubtedly be on the news. Mm. So, for instance, when you talk about as horrible and, and reckless and nonsensical as it is that kids can get a hold of a firearm and shoot themselves or someone else, right? all the times that you basically see that on TV mm-hmm. or read about it in the paper, mm-hmm. that's about all the times it's going to happen. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like th- that doesn't diminish the impact of it gotcha. or the severity or the significance of the issue, right? Gotcha. But... That's about all the times that it happens because those sorts of stories will always make the news. Gotcha. So let me ask you: that's when you good, see that's, it, that's good yeah. to hear, though, well, to know that know that like stuff like that doesn't get pushed to the wayside. No, or not like what, that. that's a no, good not at all. Do, not when, at all. When, when you see things like that happen, you go to a, 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 a and let me try to keep it short because we were kind of running out of time. Do you like at the it's over the story? Do you kind of like give them game? Or things you should do or shouldn't do, or hey, go read this book, Erica's Big Day. Right. You know, so so here's the thing with that. So same oftentimes, plug. There you same go. as plug. I'm sorry. There you go. Right. Right. So oftentimes, we may not be able to get that close to it. Okay. If we can, right? If we can, I will. Right. But but sometimes, like you, we're not able to get that close. So take for instance, if there's a uh, if a kid finds a gun and shoots himself or something like that. Mm-hmm. One. Whatever house that happened in, there's going to be a three or four house perimeter that police then set up the tape on. Right. So you're right. not going to get them that same day. Right. Right. So if you try to do the follow up story the next day, it's likely that the parent they don't want to talk to the press. Right. You know what I mean? So, so. The but would they talk to you? Understand what I'm saying? Like talk I, to I, you, I, because who you are, what you represent, because you in the city. You front, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it, it maybe maybe a proxy? Okay. A, a pro like somebody close to that situation, mm-hmm. a family member or something of that uh, nature, uh, right? Uncle, sister, yeah, who, who may yeah. reach out to yeah. me or me, reach out to the station or something yeah. of that nature. Um, but yeah, but it's like, man, when in those situations, right outside the TV news, because one, this is still, for the time being, at the very least, this is still a constitutionally protected right. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like I wouldn't be out of bounds. I would argue if. Outside of everything, like, hey, let me pull your coattail. Listen, you can buy a safe, yada, 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 yada. And and, and sadly, you know, in that situation, whatever firearm was used, that's gone now. 
Hey, and, and really quick. Family, they're not getting that back. Shameless plug, too. If you need a gun safe, don't be afraid to uh, reach out to Ingram Brothers uh, <laughs> Gun Safes and Vault Storage there. Shameless plug. There Shameless we go. Shameless plug for the family. But yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug for the family. Yeah, but, man. But, um, but I try to, you know, in instances where I can, try to, you know, inform as much and as often as possible, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and good. just to that's put good. people up on game because um, – Especially when when you think about the number of people in our community, especially who are becoming gun owners for the very first time. Right. For the very first time, right. there's a big gap in knowledge, mm-hmm. skill, understanding, right? Mm-hmm. And sadly, I mean, I don't know if we really want to broach this this subject with the time that we have, but I'm sure you guys have heard the stories where you got some very unscrupulous CPL instructors. Oh yeah. Who are just, you know, oh, writing yeah. off something for for a few hundred dollars and just and oh. then people are trying to apply for a CPL but they have no understanding and no knowledge, the little knowledge that you do get in that 8-hour class, but they have none of that. Won't right? do it. Can't do it. Right. Right? And so hence right. hence you guys remember the spike in CCW cases that mm-hmm. we saw in Detroit and Wayne County mm-hmm. during the pandemic 2021. Mm-hmm. So when that first happened, I was hearing about it. I'm like, I know that these are not just a bunch of hardened criminals that they're just catching with guns. Like, and this is me because I'm I'm aware of this stuff, right? Right. right. I'm like, something is off here. And then a few months later, I'm, I'm the first one to do the story on just the backlog with CPL applications with right. Wayne County. Right. And then they click, that's what's happening. Right. You have people, well, part of what's happening, people who may have taken a CPL class mm-hmm. or who just, you know, got the, mm-hmm. got the hookup. Yep. Right? Got the hookup. They can't, they're not waiting this however long they got to wait to get the uh, application filled and what have you with the county clerk because they were inundated, right? right? They had to shut things down. The spot over on Henry Ruff and Westland was shut down because of COVID. It's still shut down, isn't it? Still shut down to this day. And so you had a bunch of people like, well, man, well, well, I guess I'll just keep my my certificate that they Mm -hmm. gave me in class and I'll just have that, right? And, and they're open carrying, but the moment you get in the car when you're open carrying, it's concealed. It's concealed. Yep. Boom, pulled over. And, and guess what? In, in many of these cases, they're trying to do the right thing. They get pulled over. Hey, officer, I just want to let you know that I took a CPL <laughs> class and I have a firearm with right. me in the car. And he's like, oh, that. So, <laughs> right? Got and one, so, coach. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. So it's like a lot of people got jammed up. And then yeah. the numbers later came out. They said something like 73% were people who never had a record, regular right. law-abiding people who got jammed up because they did not know and it's the funny information that you, they didn't have. And it's funny that you say that, because I'm just like, how are these people getting jammed up? And like I said, we probably can't really get into How are these people getting jammed up? Because I know a CPL instructor told them the right and proper way to transport that firearm, supposedly. Hopefully. And Hopefully. I know that a gun range Hopefully. told you Hopefully. when you right. go get a purchase permit how to transfer that. I mean, how to transport, transport that firearm. Yeah. So what 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 are we doing here? How how are we getting jammed how up? And I know, happen? but That's that right. makes sense. Like, hey, can you give me that CCW gun for seventy five dollars? Bet, boom, boop, boop. take the money, keep it take moving. Look, yeah, and, and, and you, educate. You probably also have people who are just excited, right? And they were told this is how you properly transport a firearm. Right. But they're like, oh man, I got a, I got a gun now, right? And I'm waiting to get my CPL, and they just got it in the back seat, right? <laughs> you right. know, as opposed to in the trunk. Right. And then they got caught up. 
Yeah, I, I, that it, that baffled me, man. I just like I know these folks out here supposed to be do, these CPL instructors telling these people what the proper way to do it. But like you said, um, it's some unscrupulous people that just want the money, ain't about the education. But that's why the pop culture two two three is so important because we're trying to educate and get games always, bro. That's it. And also, I want to say I want to add this a little bit since it's Black History Month. Like, look, uh, husband, wives, take your take your husband, wife, take your husband to the range. Uh, wife, take your husband to the range. It's get a popping month. So look, go get some. You know, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Right. Hey, go to the range, get it right. popping. You know, go up there and wipe off that gun that got that dust on it. You got sitting underneath the cabinet, talking about in the in the lockbox. Tell me you gonna get to it real quick. Right, get some trigger time. Get man. some hey, trigger you know time what? in, since man. It's, uh, since it's Black History Month, let's do this. Let's do this. Let me see something here. You want to put it on the spot now? No, 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 no. So we talking about Black History Month? Let's talk about the rich legacy of black firearm ownership because mm-hmm. we didn't just now start some of us just now started buying firearms right, right? but ever since we obtained the right to own firearms mm-hmm. black folks have done that mm-hmm. so a couple of books man negroes in the gun the black tradition of arms from nicholas johnson negroes with guns from robert f williams Put a clap on that, bro. Hey, yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> the clap was kind of long, so I ain't want to, you know, I'll hold you up there. I was going to wait till you hey, got man, done. Hey, man, I ain't to the producer. Got we got to talk to upper management about this, Dre. <laughs> I got one more. This nonviolent stuff will get you killed. That's Charles E. Cobb Jr. Um, just a few books, man. We will shoot back. And I'm going to post these. Uh, I'm going to get them from and I'm going to post them up on Instagram. So, y'all, yeah. if y'all know about it, they'll be up there on the YouTube thing. And so I think it's really, really, really important, man, especially as more and more of us are exercising this right to get very much in tune with the history and the legacy that we have with lawful, responsible firearm ownership because 100%. we've been doing that for a very long time, but it's just not all of us have known about it. The narrative we got to change, and I'm glad we brothers in here that can change the narrative to to give um, us a better look at being responsible armed citizens and fathers and protectors and Mm -hmm. first responders, man. So I want to thank Rand for coming out, man. Uh, My brother, brother, my brother Rand. I can call him my brother. um, Coming out and giving us some game, critiquing me, let me know, you know what I'm saying, how I sound. My homie, the bear on the ones and twos, my brother, man, let me put this together. And the homeboy, Big Dre up in here, too, from Authentic Podcast. He ain't said much, but he over here chilling, (laughs) shaking his head like, man, y'all talking about guns, man. What is wrong with y'all? Nah, I'm just, uh... Don't let the spoon taste fool you. (laughs) Hey, right. hey, man, you know, we gun geeks sometimes, bro. Hey, we gun nuts sometimes, bro. Hey, that's a quiet shooter over there, man. <laughs> they usually are. Big boy, big boy, so I ain't about to run after you. We ain't hey, about to do hey, this. We went to the range. He just started dumping him. I'm like, dog, slow down, slow down. He's like, man. Slow down. He's like, no, no, I got this. I remember. Hey, but everything is where it need to be, though, so I let him do what he did. So, hey. Should I play Call of Duty for nothing? Hey. So, like, look. Go check us out at Pop Culture Two Two Three Podcast. It's on all podcasts and streaming platforms, and also going up on YouTube, the video and the audio together. So, um, thank y'all for having us. Um, really quick, Randy, where can everybody reach you? Uh, I'm on IG, Randy Wembley TV, man. You can also find me on uh, Facebook. Look for the che- blue check. The blue. Dang, he got right. a blue. I ain't even got only, only on Facebook. Dang, he got a blue check. Oh, the extra clap. Oh, see that the yeah, thing with the BS claps on there. Let's give Randy a clean clap. Can we get? Oh. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
the see, music clap. The, see, the he started talking clap. about blue checks and then all our faulty stuff coming right? to play. Like, when y'all ain't there, yeah, because he's certified. Only on Facebook. So search Randy Wembley. Look for the blue check on Facebook. Randy Wembley TV on Instagram. No blue check there. Yeah, I'll add me. For sure. And we out. We out of here. All right, bro.